Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 25th of August. It's here first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. President Joe Biden's move to provide student loan debt relief for Americans with an annual income below $125,000 is getting some strong reactions from Iowa politicians. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds says Biden is not canceling student debt. He's shifting the costs to the taxpayer and to those who worked to pay off their loans. Deidre DeGere, the Democrat who's running against Reynolds, says the president took a historic step that will begin to address income inequality and open pathways for financial wellness. Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley says he doesn't think the president has the authority to make this move and that canceling student debt discourages people from keeping their word that they'll repay loans. Mike Franken is the Democrat who's running against Grassley. He says the president's plan is a welcome step, including the new sliding scale for repaying student loans that's based on income. But Franken says there's still a need for meaningful legislation to help lower the cost of attending college and trade schools. About half a million Iowans have unpaid student loans, They still owe in total over $13 billion as a group on their student loans. The average unpaid balance is nearly $30,000. The Democratic candidate for governor, Deidre DeGere, has released an education proposal aimed at increasing funding for Iowa's public schools. We get the details from IPR's Katerina Sestorek. DeGere is proposing an immediate $300 million payment to K-12 public schools to make up for what she says is the recent underfunding of public schools. She's also proposing a minimum 4% increase to per-student funding per year. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds proposed a 2.5% bump for the current school year. DeGere says her education plan includes all Iowans. She says that sets her apart from Reynolds, who has continued to push for diverting public school funding to pay for up to 10,000 students to go to private schools. And we have more than 95% of our students in this state in a public school system, and we have to make sure that that system is functioning in such a way that it's preparing them for a limitless future. The chairman of the Republican Party of Iowa says students are better off with Reynolds because she required schools to offer in-person classes during the pandemic. Federal officials report a slight uptick in the number of Iowans hospitalized who have tested positive for COVID-19. 264 Iowans are currently hospitalized with the virus, and that's up from 244 last week. That's as the number of reported positive COVID tests has dropped for the third week in a row. Nearly 5,900 positive tests were reported in the past seven days. That's a decrease of more than 400 tests from last week's count. State officials also confirmed an additional 25 deaths associated with COVID this week. That brings the total in the state to more than 9,900. And a new pavement project at the Farm Progress Show in Boone features a unique use for soybeans. IPR's Katie Pinkus tells us the event, billed as the nation's largest outdoor farm event, kicks off next week. The Varied Industries tent features about 150 exhibitors, often new folks who have never showcased at the Farm Progress show before. The tent's roughly 43,000 square foot ground is now made from recycled asphalt that's held together by high oleic soybean oil. Iowa State University engineering professor Eric Cochran says this project keeps crushed road out of landfills. And giving it not just like a new use, but a new high-value use. It's becoming a new pavement that actually serves a purpose and prevents you from having to buy 
new hot mix asphalt that you know is oil based primarily. The project uses more than 2,300 pounds of soybean oil, equal to 215 bushels of soybeans. Soybean checkoff dollars funded the soy-based asphalt. It's here first from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Imagine going shopping for school supplies only to find the store is all out of notebooks or highlighters. The shelves are empty. That's what it feels like for many school districts as they search for teachers. In response, schools in Iowa and across the country are offering big money just for staff to stay in their classrooms. IPR's Grant Gerlock has the story of what one district here in Iowa is willing to pay to keep some teachers from leaving. A football scrimmage for Roosevelt High School in Des Moines is a welcome back for Friday Night Lights, complete with cheerleaders and the Rough Riders marching band. Students are ready to get back to school, too, with new schedules and new teachers. Azaria Muthi, I'm going to be a senior. I go to Roosevelt High School. One of my favorite teachers, Miss Graybrier. Shout out to her. Um, I'm excited to do AP government with her. I'm Sam King. I'm going to be a senior. I'm taking AP Spanish with Miss Sullivan. I think she's one of the better Spanish teachers in the district. K-12 schools large and small have been racing to find enough people to teach government and Spanish and physics and special education. Des Moines is no different. More than 300 teachers resigned or retired last year. That's at least 80 more than the year before. Matt Smith is the district superintendent. Missing a teacher is tough, right? And missing any teacher is tough. So when administrators saw what was coming, they worked out a new deal with the teachers union. It's a $50,000 retirement bonus for longtime educators, at least 60 years old, if they stay one more year. It comes from money the district had already set aside for retirement incentives. $50,000 is a lot, more than some teachers' annual salary. So far, 58 have taken the money, and Smith says it's worth the cost to avoid an even worse staffing problem. Those are nearly 60 positions that were not vacant in Des Moines Public Schools for us also trying to fill. And so that's another year of instruction that students are going to benefit from, from these individuals that have got just a wealth of experience and, and they're so successful with kids. One of those teachers taking the 50000 is Mary O'Connor and her husband David. We met outside the middle school where she teaches PE and he teaches social studies. And we actually came up with the idea of what if they paid us to stay? Mary says they were ready to retire last year, but staying helps them afford health coverage until they qualify for Medicare. I think the important thing for us was the chance to have some buy-in on the insurance that we have, which we love before we turn 65. Paying teachers to not retire is unique, but retention and hiring bonuses, upwards of $2,000 or $5,000, are common across the U.S., or even more. A high school near Charlotte, North Carolina, is offering a $10,000 sign-on bonus looking for someone to teach math. Paul Bruno, a professor of education policy at the University of Illinois, says schools should target incentives at the jobs that are hardest to fill. That may be math teachers or hourly workers like bus drivers. Given that the unemployment rate is so low and the labor market is so tight, if you want workers in these positions, you're often going to need to be competing more aggressively, and that means, and that means compensating them more. Bruno says many schools are spending federal pandemic assistance money to quickly add more teachers. 
but they're competing for a supply that has been shaken by stress in the classroom. The pandemic and right-wing political rhetoric have more educators thinking about changing careers. The result, he says, is staffing challenges that impact schools unevenly. Different school districts, uh, different schools within the the same school district might have very different staffing challenges. And even within the same school, uh, schools might have a much harder time filling some positions than others. As it stands in Des Moines, 97% of the teaching spots are filled, thanks in part to that $50,000 deal to put off retirement. Thing is, social studies teacher David O'Connor says that's about the same as the district paid just a couple years ago for teachers to retire early. At the moment, that's all been flipped around because of the shortage. Right now, at least, it's a one-year thing. So it, it helps for the short term, but there's still the long-term issues still there. Right, it's still there. In fact, dozens of jobs remain open in Des Moines. That means the current teachers will be filling gaps. The toll that takes could shape what the teacher shortage looks like next summer. I'm Grant Gerlock, IPR News. This is Here First from IPR News, a podcast you can find wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.